Hi everyone, hope you've all had a great week and are enjoying your current weekend. Um, if I sound a little bit tired, it's because I just had my second shot of the vaccine and experiencing a little bit of fatigue, but anyway, this episode I had the pleasure and privilege of talking to Lucinda Sage Morgan, Mid Gordon. She is a theater instructor, a writer, and a podcaster, and among all those things, she's also a fellow nerd. Really got to enjoy our conversation with this one. I hope you do too. Without further ado, here we go. My college friends and my friends. So, um, um yeah so it's mostly happy birthday and oh i'm i'm gonna send you prayers for your surgery and stuff like that also mostly superficial stuff on facebook yeah oh well i mean it's just connecting with family and friends yeah you know but but instagram is kind of where i i do belong to some like writer groups and things like that on facebook but i don't uh, to tell you the truth, I don't have time for social media very much right now because I'm so busy. Yeah. So, and um, I'm pretty careful about who I follow and you know what what groups I join and things like that. Anyway, so yeah. Nah, that works. I mean, it, it's better to be responsible what you join because you never know what's going to happen when you join the wrong group or something. Mm-hmm. And if I don't like a group, I just I leave the group. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's not like any anything ties you to that group once you join them. Right. I don't think there's yes. going to be like a history list of like, okay, Lucinda was part of this group at this time and whatever. No. Right. Yeah. But um, well, how did what? your class go yesterday? I was very tired, but fortunately, my teaching partner, who is a professional, a theater professional was right on and the students are are working on monologues right now so he had some exercises for them to do and then we helped them work on their monologues they still have a couple weeks i think two or three weeks before they have to perform was it an online class or this that class is not online that acting is face to face now finally yeah yeah. again thank heaven so did everybody Uh, get vaccinated just before um going back to class and everything i think i think all of them are vaccinated although a couple of them were exposed to covid one of them wasn't there yesterday because she was exposed to covid but i think they're all vaccinated uh dave and i are yeah so um yeah um one of oh one of them maybe one of them can't be vaccinated because she has medicaid uh medication issues that would conflict but i think there is some sort of solution for that because they always ask you when you go get vaccinated are you allergic to this and this and this and this yeah she has some autoimmune things going on Uh, okay yeah so uh but but we do the social distancing thing and you know all that so 
we have not had any problems and mostly in our county in Arizona, almost everybody's been vaccinated. Anyway, we have pretty high vaccination rates. So, so it's, you know, not that, and we don't have that many cases of yeah. people going into the hospital and things. So, so that's fortunate for us. Thank heaven. So I always wondered like, um, how did COVID affect the acting industry, especially when it, uh, with regards to theater, because everything's basically in person, you're not doing anything in front of a camera. It's all on stage and you're all within close proximity, especially when you have to do like the more physical acts for instance, I don't know how that, like how, what kind of um, precautions you have to take in that situation. United States. So David's to act with the actors equity, which is um, actors, directors, and other crew are, that's the union for them. So that was completely shut down. So he was supposed to be directing a play, which got closed. There were other things that he was supposed to do that all shut down. So um, no income for people like him. Yeah. Um, we had, it, we were in the middle of a semester when the college decided to go as much virtual as possible. So the half of the acting class that semester was on zoom mm -hmm. uh fortunately dave had some ideas about that about how we could you know work around that so for that semester the rest of that semester and then the fall and spring semester the next year uh so fall semester of 2020 and spring semester of 2021 we were all virtual for acting but now we're face-to-face and I do have another class that I teach via Zoom, but I decided to teach it via Zoom because Cochise College has multiple campuses. We have quite a large uh, county. Um, one of our acting students drives an hour or an hour and a half from Wilcox to come take the class in Sierra Vista. So um, since we have so many campuses I decided to teach the dramatic structure class virtually so that anybody on any campus could take it if they want to it's yeah it's a required class for theater students but I'm trying to attract anybody who has an elective that you know they need to take a fine art credit or they have an elective that they want to have fun you know? yeah. because we watch we watch movies and discuss them and so um yeah but uh this week the week before and this week i had connectivity issues with that class and so fortunately last tuesday i was on campus early for our club meeting and found out about the connectivity issues and it wasn't just me i mean everyone was having problems on campus yeah that day so i drove home which is half an hour from <laughs> from campus so everybody lives and far then away. i couldn't yeah well i do i live a mile from the mexican border so i live half an hour from town from bisbee's half an hour one direction sierra vista has half an hour in another direction and um yeah i had to teach it from the back seat of my car because i couldn't get into the house something's wrong with the lock and i couldn't get, i couldn't get into the house 
<laughs> so, oh, that was fun. <laughs> oh, okay. So it seems like you've had a really busy week. Have you had anything like nerdy to do this week? Have you been able to get back to that? Or has it just been busy with work the whole week? Uh, well, I did schedule my podcast for the 13th of October. So I finished the work on that. And my husband and I always, we just went streaming instead of having a dish, yeah. satellite. Um, and uh, so, uh, we're so in. So we watched the last episode of Ted Lasso last night. And the third episode or fourth episode of Foundation, uh, we really like sci-fi television okay. mostly but um or movies television or movies i'm not a big i don't know why i'm not a big sci-fi book fan i have read dune and uh some other sci-fi books but mostly i just like to watch them for some reason i think it's the special effects or something so maybe you're more interested in seeing how people act in those universes when it's not particularly reality so you have to put yourself yeah. in the mindscape of being in that reality somehow Right. Well, when I was a child, uh, Star Trek. Yeah. I loved Star Trek. So the first original Star Trek. I watched yeah. it when it was originally aired. Yeah. So, yeah, so I've seen almost all of the iterations of Star Trek. Um, we don't have Paramount Plus yet, so we haven't seen all of Discovery and we haven't seen Picard yet or or Lower Decks or any of those. But we we plan to because Star Trek is one of our all-time favorites sci-fi stories we like star wars um you know i mean there are just all kinds of great uh, and it's a great storytelling technique because you can do you can address current issues but you place them in a different universe and they're palatable yeah most people yeah i think there was somebody that said the only so, reason he likes star trek is because it's the only one where the only um sci-fi universe where humans got it right where the racism and all the issues that we're currently facing on earth have already been kind of sorted out there whereas if you look at um something like star wars there's still all that conflict the racial issues it's still there and humans haven't exactly gotten it right, but it's still kind of a thing. So he did appreciate Star, uh, Star Trek for that. Um, I'm not sure how many of the others have done that yet. I've seen something called, what is it called again? I forgot what this series was called again. I'll try to remember it again. But yeah, a lot of the um, sci-fi series that are out there, they don't show humans getting the um, social issues that they're facing currently correct in the future it seems like all these things we take them into the future with us yes well you know i think gene roddenberry had this unique viewpoint in that uh humanity is supposed to be evolving yeah <laughs> and so so it's not perfect the world's not perfect uh the universe is not perfect uh but there are conflicts but yeah at least humanity on earth and in the federation they're moving toward more equity and more um honoring of all the race different races and so on and so forth but there were some really profound 
episodes in the original when I remember one episode and I do not remember the name of it or the number or what year it was, but they encountered these beings that were black on one side. So one was black on the right side and white on the left side. And then the other one was reversed. Yeah. And they were at each other's throats because you know they were so different and everybody on the enterprise is like what are you talking about you you look the same to me yeah. it's like everybody looks the same there except that for them they look different <laughs> right yeah <coughs> but i think it is one of those things where um when by the time you meet uh, a different race to your own or different species to your own you should have already um sorted out the issues that you have with your own species because if you do take those um those issues with you it's going to just keep growing out of control so for the yes. number of species that they meet in um the different star trek iterations it right. might become a massive issue especially when you come into people come into contact yes. with people like the klingons and the vulcans right. that have very physical differences between them right. and different languages entirely and different ways of being in a culture on the specific planet when you get to a place like earth where the different continents were not really getting to getting along how would that translate into a massive universe where you now have to go out there and meet different um different uh cultures that are like planetarily different to your own and right. they have different um global climates to your own and they've had to go mm-hmm. through different hardships to your own how do you interact with them how do you relate to them and i think they've yes. done that really well in star trek mm-hmm. well i like that um a lot of the characters do self-examination. Yeah. Uh which I I mean I haven't sat to examine Star Wars. I just know that Star Wars is kind of based on George what George Lucas learned from um I think a lot of what he put into Star Wars was um his experience of what was happening at the time. Well, he was learning from a, a, a philosopher who had studied all. I can't think of his name right now. My brain just went blank. Uh, he he had studied all the myths of all cultures. I'll think of it while I'm talking. And uh, he said he said George Lucas was one of his best students. So it's he's the one who developed the whole idea of the hero's journey. Yeah. And and that's kind of what George Lucas was doing with Luke Skywalker and um he's also the one that coined um live your bliss, live in bliss. Um Bill Moyers did a whole this was in the United States did a whole series with him called The Power of Myth in the 90s I think it was and uh it was fascinating them talking about all the different myths and how the myths from this country and how they connect to myths from this one on the other side of the world and how there are similarities in them and the the myths of how the earth is created how similar they are i mean it was just really really um fascinating let me see if i can remember what his name is before we end um joseph campbell that's his name joseph campbell joseph doctor. campbell was the lecturer for george lucas 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he was a college professor for his whole career, but he also wrote books and, you know, but yeah, so he studied, he just went around the world and studied all the different myths, as many myths as he could, and then found the similarities between yeah. them. Did he go through like learning through all the different myths? Or was he also focusing on the religions for each of those countries or, or areas? Yeah, he might have done that too. Because I think a lot of what um, George Lucas did with Star Wars, I've been listening to a podcast that focuses only on Star Wars and what George Lucas mm. wanted for the vision and everything. So they mentioned that um, there's a part where uh, Anakin, Darth Vader, sort of redeems himself and becomes one of the Force. And some people started sort of questioning that methodology. Why would you allow somebody who's done so much evil in the world, in, in the galaxy, to all of a sudden, without any training or anything, just be allowed to become one of the force and be re- like res- um, redeemed in, in essence? But his whole um, essence is that, uh, or the whole idea that he was trying to pr- uh, propose is that that is what you believe in your religion, isn't it? When somebody is uh, bad, somebody has killed or whatever, or left to do is um be forgiven within god or something like that and Mm -hmm. you can go to heaven isn't that your your whole idea and a lot of them kind of they took it kind of hard because yeah that's what christianity that's what a lot of those religions are, are preaching but when they see it in a different view when they see it in a different medium or a different universe they they find it hard to recognize those elements which are kind of i find a little bit funny like okay if you preach it all the time how come you don't recognize it in other elements yeah really um i heard somebody or read something about luke's choice in which movie is it where he fights his father and the emperor is trying to get him to turn to the dark side yeah and supposedly he has two choices he can kill his father or he can go to the dark side and luke chooses a third choice and the third choice is not to not to kill his father but to to kind of sacrifice himself for his father so that hopefully his father will be redeemed yeah and it's that was a third choice that luke chose because he wanted his father to be redeemed now i i grew up christian but i have read a course in miracles and i studied deepak chopra and marianne williamson and all kinds of other spiritual teachers and there's the idea that we are perfect the way we are and the whole idea of us creating evil or good is really part of bigger for the whole of humanity to evolve so so like having um, some of the leaders that we have that are not so fantastic uh, gives the people who are being unquote let chance minute no our country um, I, I don't want to go there and or or religious leaders or any kind of leaders or even people that you work with you know if you work with someone who's very difficult to work with then you get a chance to go hmm maybe they are diff- because of 
them or that, or maybe there's stress or, you know, so it's all part of us. If we are self-examining people, uh, a chance to grow and evolve. And so that, and that's what, that's why I love stories is because, and that's why I started my podcast story powers, because I wanted to examine that. I, I mean, I love teaching the dramatic structure class because we watch movies and we talk about them. And one of my favorite ones is now Voyager, where this woman played by Betty Davis is going through this terrible crisis her mother is very controlling and she doesn't love herself and she's having a nervous breakdown and she gets a chance to to learn to love herself to learn to communicate with other people because her mother kind of so ends and she learned her bigger and she learns to deal with her difficult mother when she goes home and you know the students are like oh yeah okay I, I kind of learned some things about how to deal with people in my life you know like from watching that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because she comes home and her mom wants to put her under her thumb again and Eventually, she says to her mom, you know, I'm, I could go off because she, she's from a very wealthy family. And her mother says, I could cut you off. And she goes, I'm not afraid. I could go find a job. I'd be okay. Which then her mother pulls back and goes, oh, I'm, I'm not in control anymore. Yeah. And, and so they have this kind of tiptoeing around, you know, well, it's like they relate to each other, but it's in a new way. And Betty Davis's character is able to continue to assert her independence, but not be accusing, not attacking her mother. So it's just this really interesting 1942 movie that is still relevant. And so some of the movies that I choose have those kinds of elements where people are deal with really difficult issues in their lives. And how do they come through it on the other end? Yeah. And to me, that's what stories are about. I mean, you read books so that you can go go out to space or go to another country that you've never been to before and, you know, learn about that culture or whatever it is. Or keep an open mind so, about what you see in that culture kind of thing. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I'm I'm kind of a story nerd. I, mean, I like to think yeah what oh i was gonna say i like to think about when i read a book i think now what's gonna happen to those characters after that book is over <laughs> yeah so kind of like what what's gonna come next uh-huh. so yeah. uh, i i found a podcast that um I, I couldn't really tell if it was fiction or non-fiction because the whole way that you're going through it the person that is speaking as one of the main characters inside the story he is both talking to his audience inside the story and his audience outside the story at the same time oh that's interesting so, what's the name of it 
the one that I'm currently listening to is called Tannis. The one that I basically got introduced into the whole um, universe was called uh, Fairy. It's on Spotify. I think it's a Spotify exclusive. I think I've heard of Fairy Tannis. So it, Fairy and Tannis are both made by the same uh, the same group called Public Radio oh. Alliance. Oh. So the whole the whole time I was listening to to Fairy and I'm like I'm sitting there and I can't really tell whether it's fiction or not and it's only a 12 episode series uh-huh. and I'm sitting there I'm like wait a lot of what they're saying sounds very plausible because they do a lot of research into all the different um, all the different myths surrounding those different creatures and oh. they go they go from different culture to culture and say yeah all those different things is including uh what we think of as demons what we think of as angels what we think of as um, yes. fallen angels all of those fall under classifications inside the uh, the fae the fairy and i'm wondering like wait how many of these things can they actually include in that and i actually want the series to continue to kind of figure out where is it going to go then i went in and i heard that inside one of the episodes of fairy they said if you really like fairy go and listen to this and this and this so i ended up starting with a, pod- a podcast called tanis and i'm currently on the third season and the things that the main character goes through you kind of sit there and you're like that doesn't sound safe and you start to feel like an empathetic connection with the main character the mm-hmm. um messages that people send through to them they get into the universe as well one of the people even asked like she can't tell if this is fiction or non-fiction so she asked him point blank what is this and he didn't answer <laughs> the question he just kind of moved on to the next question <laughs> but i think that's probably part of what they're trying to establish like okay we're not going to tell people what this is we're just going to go from point blank and see what people right. say and yeah. a lot of people do like send messages in I, I think it's more like in character message because they send them send him messages as if the things are really happening to him and mm-hmm. a lot of the things that are happening to him like they sound implausible because it's a very out there sci-fi the things that are happening they're just like crazy it, it's, it's almost like uh what you'd expect somebody who's going through a mental break to be going through mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but this this man is a sane man like you, you go through his journey from being completely sane to mm-hmm. going through all these different situations where he's losing time uh he's he's uh, doing things without his actual knowledge so things are happening around him that his body's doing but he's not conscious of it so it's almost like body snatchers in a way but it's his oh, body yeah. actually doing it and then he comes back to consciousness at some yeah, point he comes back to consciousness and his friends are telling oh. him like what were you doing what did you just do and yeah. he's like I, I was just sleeping I, I woke up like no you just did this and this and this like and he'll <laughs> miss like anything from a couple of hours to a couple of days like he'll mm. lose a whole range of days while his body is actually doing something Mm-hmm. his body will go out and do like different things and i'm like mm-hmm. okay this is a very interesting series they've also got um there's another a new series that they've introduced that this came after fairy that is called revelations and mm-hmm. the first series i think they've ever done was called the black tapes so after i finish tennis i'm gonna go start black tapes and see where that goes and they've got another series which came after Tannis, which or just after Tannis, which is called Rabbits. So it's it's all like different hosts, and they all start from 
the point of uh-huh. view of like okay this is my story and they're talking to an audience which is fictional but they're also talking to the actual audience and it's uh-huh. sort of a fourth world breaking situation but the whole thing is that's how they're they're establishing their universe and all of those universes all occur within the same universe so you'll see certain characters from one podcast showing up in another podcast as well so you kind of oh, feel yeah. like it's in a different version of the Marvel universe oh wow yeah i love that yeah i don't know how do people think of stuff like that that's great no, I mean, if, if you've been podcasting for a while, then I think that's probably the, the next logical um, solution if you like storytelling and you want to sort of get out there again, but you, you don't have the sort of the means. And especially for, for currently when everybody's been locked down, nobody has a proper yeah. job to go to anymore. It, right. You have to make your own, make your own way. So yeah. these people... I think they decided to get some voice actors together. They got some musical yeah. um, instruments and, and stuff together and they just went for it. And it's, it's become a success for them, I think. Oh, that's um, really fantastic. Like I, I, can't, I can't even tell how many um, people are listening to them right at, at present, but the number of messages mm-hmm. that come in every, like they've got um, what, like a sort of episode that comes in every now and then, which is called the bonus episode, where they play people's voice messages to them. To, to to the oh. audience so you hear what people are saying about the podcast oh, after the fact yeah. uh-huh. and they sort of talk about different things you can hear the different guests talking about different things that are happening in the show and a lot of them sort of they sound concerned for the main character they tell you not to trust this person that you're interacting uh-huh. with in the story because they sound so sketchy and sometimes they're like they happen so for instance somebody in um, a bonus episode in season three was talking about something that happened in season two but it, it's, it's it's a lot of fun to listen to it's, it's one of those things that i listen to when i'm on my way to work and while i'm working so mm-hmm. it keeps mm-hmm. keeps time going yes oh, everybody's so creative i'm kind of old so i'm old school no nah, <laughs> well i think everybody's is young at heart so it just you, 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 only, you only feel as old as you want to feel well, okay, that's true. And my students do keep me young and they do recommend things to me. Like, this hasn't happened in a while, but um, this, when when Buffy the Vampire Slayer was a big television show in the United States, and my students, my high school students, when I was teaching high school, recommended that I watch it. And I was like, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, that sounds really stupid. Yeah. <laughs> but I... I did go and watch it and it was really good. And then I've had students recommend books and movies and things like that. And of course, we still have, we don't have any children of our own, but we still have young nieces and nephews. So they're the ones who kind of got us into the Marvel universe. And we do watch DC, but unfortunately for me anyway, DC has not, uh, they need an overall showrunner like Kevin Feige yeah, to yeah. kind of help them, uh, uh, you know, make an arc of all of the the different movies and everything. All of the, the different, different storylines and, and television shows too, because we watched WandaVision, we watched Loki, we watched what was the other one? Oh, um, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Falcon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, we watched the, those, and uh, you know they. They were like they're all tied together. Offshoots, yeah. logical offshoots from what had happened in the movies. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. So, did you watch um, Marvel's What If? We haven't watched that one yet. 
we haven't watched that. I do want to watch that one though. Yeah, um, I think you'll enjoy that one. That that's that well, sort of touches on a lot of situations where like uh you would think what if um this person or this mm-hmm. this mantle was given to a different person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that happened. sounds interesting. Yeah. So, well, we've also watched Agent Carter and um Marvel's Agents of Shield. We watched that as well. Yeah. Um, the, all I of the episodes of those. The the shame with some of those older Marvel series is that they're not part of the current continuity for the extended uh, MCU. Uh, I think mm-hmm. they, it's still pretty nice that they're keeping the Marvel's Agents of Shield going, but I think they canceled all the other ones. So, um, what was the ones before that? I think luke cage was there uh, oh yeah i don't i don't know anything about luke cage or dare daredevil is that yeah daredevil is also there um what's so, the other one so there was daredevil there was luke cage there was jessica jones and there was a fourth one jessica um, jones iron fist uh marvel marvel's iron fist iron fist oh yeah and they oh yeah they all had their own shows movie. it was a it was yeah. a te- television series and uh-huh. they each had their own shows and then eventually they came together in a single show called Marvel's Defenders. Oh, right. And that, that ran for uh, one season before mm-hmm. all five of those shows got cancelled. Oh, dear. So I think they, they mainly cancelled them because they were uh, Kevin Feige was heading a certain direction and he wanted um, all the different assets for Marvel to focus right. on a specific thing where we're yeah. all building the, the same universe whereas uh, right. all those other five shows were set in their own universe and they were not really talking about what's happening in the MCU oh, right. which is what Mar- um, yeah. Kevin Feige wants. He wants anything that has to do with Marvel to be speaking about the current events that are happening in Marvel. Yeah. So that's why... Uh, and so like are the, they gonna yeah are they gonna bring those into the marvel universe i'm not sure if they're gonna bring that version of the characters in there's some speculation about what's happening with uh let's see what's his name again the current spider-man because he in, in the next oh, movie right. that he's facing because in the last movie he just uh he's been accused of killing uh mysterio so he's going to be going through a whole bunch of trouble he's going to be in, in trouble with the law and mm-hmm. some people are speculating that uh the daredevil that we do know is supposed to come in oh. and sort of help him because the dare, that daredevil is a lawyer Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. and and I think at one point in the comics he's supposed to be the lawyer for um, the superheroes in a sense, but he's a lawyer for like the street level superheroes. And then there's another character called She-Hulk, who is the lawyer for the super superheroes. So the people that like have too much strength to do to sort of do yeah. normal stuff. So mm-hmm. for instance, yeah. like uh, I think should should be like a lawyer for the Hulk, for instance, because I mean mm-hmm. the stuff he does is not street level. You can't put him on like a, right. <laughs> on a robbery and expect things to go normally. So but, right. they, but, they, but they do have a lot of um, situations like that where it's all like in um, being integrated into normal society. Like you get all these super beings that are doing normal jobs. And yeah. So that was one of them. And then Loki, I did appreciate the, the route that they took. It did, it did surprise a lot of people that um, Loki was able to love someone, even though it was mm-hmm. a different version of himself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so a lot of people took that and they were like, no, he's just, he's just in love with himself. And then other people were like, no, it's, it's, it's like incest, but uh, self-cest, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> because I mean, it's... Well- 
technically the same genes but i'm like no that that's a like a female loki she's she's right. calling herself a different name entirely it's, it doesn't it doesn't feel the same exactly well one of the movies that i show was written by oscar wilde it's yeah. called it's a pl- it's based on a play called um an ideal husband and the main character is this kind of, you think he's sort of this ne'er-do-well guy that just likes to you know he's wealthy so he can do whatever he wants and he's supposedly he has lots of lovers and and it takes place in the early 19 late 1800s early 1900s but one of his lines is to love oneself is to begin a lifelong love affair And in a way, it's true. I mean, we are supposed to love ourselves, not, not, you know, but it's always, it's, he's got, that's got two meanings. And I was thinking of Loki when we watched that again in dramatic structure, it was like, oh yeah, well, we are supposed to love ourselves. It's just, if he loves this other incarnation of himself, what's wrong with that you know there's nothing wrong with that but i I don't think that was more like a um falling in love with himself because that loki um sylvie was so different from what he is like she had a different upbringing Mm -hmm. she had different issues to deal Mm -hmm. with she had different magic entirely that she had Mm -hmm. to eventually teach him how to use Mm -hmm. then at the end of it she made a different choice than he did well, and we, okay, I'm going to go back to foundation because I've never read any of the Isaac Asimov foundation books, but uh, it's just started a couple of weeks ago on Apple Plus, And it's one of the elements of that story is that the leaders of the universe uh, are clones so there's always a young clone a middle like in his 30s 40s clone and then and they're called um dawn day and dusk and everybody calls them empire that's what everyone calls them that's their title empire Uh, and they're all three interacting at the same time to run the universe but uh they're clones of each other well in this last episode that we watched last night they're starting to diverge usually they all are in agreement for hundreds of years they've all been in but now they're starting to have their own going off in their own directions about you know sort of like loki and what was her name what was Uh, sylvie oh yeah that's right sylvie right yeah um sort of like that so yes supposedly loki and sylvie have the same dna and and i love that episode when there were all the different lokis yeah all the different versions of loki you even got like uh the boastful loki who was a black guy you've got kid loki but alligator loki who's an actual alligator and then got um president loki who eventually i think he gets his arm ripped off or something oh yeah yeah that was really fun and then Uh, all those other um, people that were with loki i think those were also kind of loki but not really we're not like as prominent because they all looked very different 
right but it, even the other ones kind of look different as well but they didn't have the right. weapons, they didn't have the weapons or anything like that so oh and yeah the there whole... was the, the old one the old one was kind of sacrificed himself mm-hmm. for right the two oh, main characters that. yes right exactly so they all had the different they were all brought up in different you know environments they all had you know so that made them different from yeah. each other they were, they were all different Even, from each other but they were all still able to recognize each other for what they were mm-hmm, they could mm-hmm. see that actually that's another loki but mm-hmm. the only one that couldn't tell that that those were other lokis is because he didn't actually know what was happening is right. the loki that we followed into that universe right yeah so he's the one that still had to kind of learn which is basically i think it, it was more of our perspective as viewers right accustom us to getting used to the fact that there's other Lokis out there mm-hmm. uh, for any people that have been Marvel fans even since the comics they immediately started to pick up okay we know this Loki we know uh, that Loki we know that Loki yes. so they, they yes. saw the spoilers and they were like we know what's coming kind of thing they got so excited <laughs> yeah yes so that, that was a well lot see i've never read i've never read any of the comic books so uh or graphic novels they call them in the united states i've never read any of those so uh my nephew our youngest nephew is 13 and he keeps us all up to date on you know the what's the happening in the comics in the in the graphic novels yeah <laughs> he keeps us he keeps us all up to date on that so uh, um, i haven't read any of the like any comic books whatsoever so what i did is i found a podcast that um deals with the histories of each of the different comic book characters inside marvel so they they went mm-hmm. back as early as possible so they go back to the first iterations of each of those characters and they go right. from there and tell you the stories like not like the entire story but like the cliff yeah. notes of what happens because some of the yeah. stories have like i think the fantastic four has over 100 issues i know so yes. like depending on how big the story is like for right. instance a, a character like the black panther that was supposed to be a massive story but um mm-hmm. What Marvel decided to do because of the passing of Chadwick Boseman, um, they're not going to recast the character. They're just going to move on from there and right. pass it on to to Siri, and right. see how the story unfolds from there. But right. um, it was a very sad loss when you lost um, Chadwick Boseman. He was oh. a very he was out there. He brought to, like oh. for me like I can't I can't see anybody else playing T'Challa. Now. I know, like, I know. Th- he's the same as um, what Robert Downey Jr. did for for Iron Man. Like Iron he's, Man. Uh, so iconic for that character i can't see anybody else playing that character now right yes so he he was a major loss for 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 everyone oh that was tragic that was tragic because i loved him well and i've seen him in other things too and he's he was he's still like i feel like because what when i saw him in 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 black panther for the first time Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw how deeply he got into the character and then I actually realized mm-hmm. no he was he's actually American and he's playing an African role and mm-hmm. he did so so much better than other Americans that I've seen playing African roles mm-hmm. uh, even like I, I love uh, Morgan Freeman but mm-hmm. I didn't really appreciate his um, portrayal of Nelson Mandela like it wasn't authentic for me but when I looked at um, Chadwick Boseman playing T'Challa, that that really it, it brought it to life for me. Mm-hmm. That was mm-hmm. he was T'Challa in that mm-hmm. moment. So yes, exactly. Oh yeah. 
Well, um, when we were talking, I was thinking about something else I wanted to say. About, oh, you were talking about podcasts oh, yeah? that talk about the 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 evolution through the comic books. And Barry and I have watched several things on, I think they're on Apple Plus, but they might be on Amazon, um, about the, the comic books and how they've evolved and how the characters have evolved and yeah. the yeah. different people. And like the, they have, um, they're even talking to how they've in, incorporated more women, more women of color, more women of different religions into the various superhero characters. Um, and, and not just women, but men uh, as well, men, male characters as well, um, Hispanic or Asian, or that's one movie that I want to go see is um, the latest one. Yeah, Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. Yeah, I haven't seen that or, or Black black widow um yeah so so those those uh, little documentary things are so interesting yeah uh about how these characters evolved like how how they started and how they got to where they are now Mm -hmm. i I think there's there's a lot of story that can go into that but you have to do a lot of research into like who was busy drawing the characters in the different stages Mm -hmm. how that impacted what each of the characters was going through because each time a new writer comes into a story the whole thing kind of changes so you, you see a different version of the same character Right. And, and also the stories change according to what's happening in the, the culture. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not just in the United States. Sometimes it's globally what's happening globally. Sometimes yeah. Because change. like when you look at what happened with, um, let's say Captain America, the Fantastic Four, and um, let's say Tony Stark, their mm-hmm. beginnings were all based in World War Two which is what was right. happening at the time that those characters were created right and um some of the other characters where you look at um black panther i think there's another one called blue marvel which they haven't touched on yet but i don't know if blue marvel is going to make his way to the mcu because his character in the comics is way too powerful like he's he's beyond captain marvel and you saw how powerful captain marvel was Mm-hmm. he's way beyond that so i don't know how they'd incorporate mm-hmm. someone like that into the marvel universe because from the get-go as soon as he gets his powers he's just he's just too powerful so, yeah. so there's a lot of characters like that where there are their god level and celestial mm-hmm. level like power levels that are just way too powerful to be incorporated into the mcu as it is now but i think kevin feige is going to find a way to sort of introduce all these different characters in there because he's eventually working his way up there i think he wants to get to a point where he gets the young avengers but there's a lot of other characters that usually they came in in terms of the comics a lot of other characters that joined the avengers before the young avengers came along so i'm not sure which way he's going to go with that one well, and the other thing that one of my students and I, former students and I were talking about, he's he was on my podcast, and we were talking about Superman and all these, all the, Superman's DC, but we were talking about the Marvel Universe too, and how it's not about their powers. The stories are really about how do they deal with, because some of them get these powers suddenly, Yeah, you know? Yeah. So how did they deal with that? And it's interesting that uh, Steve Rogers' character is pretty much the only one who gets that serum and can handle it and is mature enough to, 
you know, to actually use his powers for good instead of going off on some ego trip with it, with his powers. But and I think that's mainly before he got the the serum. You saw how he sort of came up, what he was dealing with, um, mm-hmm. all the adversities he had to go through, mm-hmm. and when he eventually got his serum and he got the power, he didn't mm-hmm. want to just turn into some uh some bully he wanted to do something right so that's that's the whole mentality he followed it was all about his character yeah and then that also followed through into all the different movies and from the beginning to the end of his his time in the movies right he's Mm -hmm. been the same person he hasn't really Mm -hmm. changed the things that have changed is everything around him that has changed and how he's had to sort of face them and deal with them and resolve them yeah and so i mean but thor has to go through this he he is this ego has this ego about his power and then he has to realize oh i need to be i need to mature i need to use my powers for good instead of just you know going off to 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 defeat the enemies of my people and and you know throw my weight around and you know, i mean so uh, and tony stark is probably the one that has the biggest evolution considering that he, he didn't make his own powers kind of because it's not really a power it's just a suit he makes a power right. suit and he uses the suit to do whatever he wants kind of thing mm-hmm. but through the suit he has to sort of deal with his own mortality i think well and he also has to deal with the fact that he was an arms dealer yeah. And he realizes, oh man, that was that was bad. <laughs> I think in, in, in the movies, that's how he sort of decided to start making the Iron Man suit instead of making weapons and then using the suit himself to help people as opposed to selling weapons to different people. And then because he right. almost got killed by his own weapon. Oh yeah. So right. that that's yeah. that's probably a yeah. lot of why he he decided he made mm-hmm. that decision. Like he saw that he almost got killed by his own inventions, and he's like, right. well, he "Want to put those into the world anymore? So let's yeah. change what I'm doing. Let's not put weapons out there. Let's give myself or people that I trust the means to help those that are need." Right. Yeah. So I like the the whole. I mean, and two of the characters that are kind of my favorites are black widow i haven't seen that movie yet because it came out during the pandemic and we we haven't even gone back to the movie theater yet yeah um and black widow and then i can't wait until the hawkeye television series comes out because i really like him too and it's going to be interesting to see how they expand there because they didn't have a whole lot of airtime on the in the movies yeah yeah so i want to find out i mean they they, they both them. they both didn't have their own movies to speak of anyway right i mean everybody mm-hmm. else in the avengers did have their own standalone technically mm-hmm. the hulk did as well but um mm-hmm. it was a different actor back then yeah and you get black widow and hawkeye that sort of show up in the avengers movies you're like wait where right. do they come from but you know who they right. are it's just that where why didn't they have their own origin stories and right. black widow got her own origin story after the mm-hmm. fact then you've got uh, Hawkeye, who also sort of his origin story is sort of tied to Black Widow. So mm-hmm. I think that's probably where they're going to go. But I don't know if they're going to go origin story. I think they're going to go more his relationship with his daughter. Because I think in, in the Hawkeye series, you do see him training a young woman. And I think that's that's mm-hmm. his daughter. So mm-hmm. and I know that in the comics that when they are going out and doing hero work, they refer to themselves as Hawkeye as a team. 
Oh, oh, okay. So it yeah, goes well, from Hawkeye being the singular to Hawkeye being the plural of the, the team. Plural of the team. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I just, I don't know. I there's something about that whole arc of all the twenty, however many movies. I think it was twenty-two、uh, movies before we got to the、right. end of、uh, Endgame. Endgame, yeah, and it's that that whole series just. It's. I love the development of the characters throughout the movies. Yeah. So that's that's why we own all of them, <laughs> almost all of them. <laughs> that is a lot of movies. <laughs> yeah, it is a lot of movies. Well, we don't own all of them yet, but、uh, but we're working on that because、uh, the arc of the way the characters develop, even the even the ones that we don't know a whole lot about, like Hawkeye and Black Widow, you still. And I I teach this to my dramatic structure students that a movie is a short little you only have two hours so every single thing that the characters say everything they do is is very、important. calculated is very important、mm-hmm. it has to mean something because、mm-hmm. you can't ju- you can't just throw stuff in there that doesn't mean anything it's it's not really、right. the point of the movie you can do every, that in a series but you can't do yeah and and the everything that the camera shows you、yeah. is important yeah so. So, if you and I happen to be somebody who watches movies over and over and over again, and some of these movies are that I show in the dramatic structure class, I will watch them for the tenth time or however many times, and I'll go, oh wow, I never heard that line like that before, or oh now I get why that character is doing that, you know. But it takes me a long time sometimes. To catch all the little things that the movie maker has put into the movie, yeah, for us to pay attention to. But I think what happens when you rewatch a movie over and over again is that eventually, when you like, you see certain parts that you didn't see before, it's because you've now you've got a different perspective from what ha- what you did from the fir- from the first time. So、mm-hmm. something might have happened in your life where you're like, okay, now I'm able to relate more to what was being said in that line, for instance, or you can、right. actually recognize what was happening in that scene because you've now experienced、right. something else compared to the first time that you saw the movie. And it's also interesting. Sometimes I'll put on a movie that I know fairly well while I'm cooking, and I'm not really watching it, but I'm just listening to it. Yeah. And that's when I get an oh, an aha moment is、yeah. oh, I never heard that before or whatever. Yeah. You know. So sometimes just listening is when I get new perspectives. And、well. I think that's part of how.、Um, Listening to podcasts, I've been listening to podcasts since the beginning of this year.、Uh, mm-hmm. I listen. I've been listening to whole books on on podcast as well.、Mm-hmm. So I went through the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit series earlier this year. I went through the Harry Potter series,、mm-hmm. and、um, what else? I've gone through the Percy Jackson series. The whole, like people reading the books,、mm-hmm. and、mm-hmm. it it feels it feels a lot more different. So when I went through like the Harry Potter book and the、um, Percy Jackson book, so those are quite normal. When I went through the the Hobbit book and the Lord of the Rings book, that was those are both done by the same、um, podcaster. He did more of a theatrical、um, production, so he puts in music, he puts in sound effects, he does a lot of voice acting to、um, portray all the different actors. So you can really hear Gimli, you can really hear Gandalf, you can really hear Frodo.、Um, 
it 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 just opened up a whole different avenue for me. Like I didn't actually think of these characters in that way, and because I've already seen the movies beforehand, I already had a visual image of what these characters were supposed right. to look like. So it wasn't really that hard, and mm-hmm. but they incorporated a whole bunch more into the books because in a book you can per- pretty much put anything anything you want, and there's no time limit. Um, and then when I got right. to something like Tannis. I didn't have a visual image of what these people were supposed to look like, but as it goes along, you start to build. Okay, this person looks like this in my head, and that person looks like this in my head, and what they're doing, what the universe they're creating, and the whole thing is based. All this, the current series that I'm listening to is based in the Pacific Northwest, and I've never been there, but I really oh. have like visual like representation of what it's supposed to look like based oh, from well, what is being portrayed in the universe. I grew up there. I grew up in Oregon and Washington. Is it? Yeah. yeah. So, so I think you probably have a, like a large appreciation for what's mm-hmm. happening here because they do a lot of um, proper research and like the distances for what's happening. Mm-hmm. They address a lot of the landmarks that are there. So it's mm-hmm. it's 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 a very interesting um, thing. I think. Um, oh, wow, I yeah. think they 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 mention a lot of uh, like even down to the different stores and shops and stuff that are around there. Mm-hmm. They'll mention them by name, so you might have mm-hmm. have a more. Um, sort of homey feel when they're talking about this stuff there yes right yeah yeah i remember when i was growing up i would see logging trucks with one tree log on it <laughs> one old growth they were cutting down oh old but it was growth. like huge yeah it was huge. huge so it was big enough to take up the whole truck but how, how do they like are the machines like strong enough to carry something that big like at one time mm-hmm. instead of taking like a whole bunch of like different smaller logs like they take yeah. one massive one but <laughs> shouldn't there be like a thing like if the tree is already more than like 100 or 200 years old just leave it and because it's just um, there for so for so long <coughs> excuse me let me get a drink of water yes now that is the law. They can't cut down old growth forests now, but uh, they, did, they didn't pass those laws until like the 90s. Barry and I moved to Arizona from uh, in 1996. So they were cutting down. When I was a child living there, it was the late 50s, early 60s, and they could still cut down old growth forests. Yeah. Now they can't. And so, uh, which is a good thing. Um, but they also do these conservation things where they plant when they cut they thin out a forest but they'll plant new trees at the same time yeah so because there are lots of uh let's see in washington state the um old growth forests are on the peninsula I don't know if you know how that there's a the ocean is Pacific Ocean and then there's this like jutting out of land and then there's the sound so the ocean kind of comes in and um, the peninsula is where there's in the Olympic mountains there are old growth forests there there are some in Oregon as well in the Cascade Mountains okay so um yeah, and the eastern part of Washington and Oregon are kind of high desert. So there aren't a lot of tall trees there. It's mostly just on the western part, kind of close to the coast. So you've got a forest and a desert in the same state? 
you have desert you have yeah i mean it's more it's sort of like arizona has sort of the same thing um several different ecosystems in one state yeah because i i yeah. see that in in south africa where you've got different ecosystems in the same country but i didn't know it was going to be like that in the same state where you've got yeah. forests you've got tropical mm-hmm. you've got uh desert in the same state yeah well and part of it has to do with the way the mountains are so in oregon washington and california there's this long um string of mountains sh- not far in from maybe a couple of hours in from the ocean and those are the cascade mountains and then after the cascade mountains you have uh the volcano mountains like mount hood and mount st helens and mount baker and mount there there are like six of them um volcano mount mount shasta in california is one of them and um and then and then uh on the very eastern side of oregon washington you have the beginning of the rocky mountains and those go all the way from british columbia down into mexico okay the rocky mountains do so so uh, that's one of the longest running mountain ranges uh in the u.s or in the world i'm not sure uh oh i don't know because i mean if it goes from british columbia all the way to mexico that's a long way yeah and it might i i don't think it goes past mexico but maybe it goes into south america too um but yeah it's pretty long yeah yeah because i mean um, if, if for instance if you look at um the u.s from left to right how many time zones do you cross i think it's like three three four time zones then if you uh, turn it well hawaii alaska and hawaii are different time zones than the continental yeah but there are four in the continental there are four times then if you sort of flip that from the horizontal to the vertical and you take it from british columbia all the way down to mexico that is relatively the same distance i think mm-hmm. or not it's really not not the same but it's still quite far so you yeah, probably like if, if 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 you did have time zones going across that you would have probably two or three time zones crossing over right yeah so where I live in Arizona is in the mountains and it's it's part of these mount, little mountain ranges that are around us. I mean, we're a mile high almost here where I yeah. am. Yeah. Uh, so it doesn't look like the mountains are really high, but they are. They are yeah. high. Um, and they're kind of part of that whole mountain range, the Rocky Mountain. Range. Okay. They're on the edge of it. They're on the edge of the... Yeah, so... Uh, and they don't mountains all the way down to mexico through they do call them that through british columbia and the united states but uh, i think mexico has a different name for has a different name for it because i mean they would probably call it something in spanish Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but it's still still the same set of mountain ranges so yeah yeah and so um and then and then it's a different ecosystem on the other side of the rocky mountains that's where the plains begin and the prairie uh, begins on the on the eastern side of the Rocky Mountains in the United yeah. States. Yeah. yeah. So I've never been to any country in on the African continent. Okay. Um, and uh, but I would like to go sometime. I think that would be really interesting. Um, which country are you looking at uh, visiting? I don't know. 
because know. I think you have to kind of decide, okay, where do you want to go? What do you want to see yeah. before you well, go there? Well, you know, South Africa sounds really interesting to me. Of course, I only know a little bit about all the countries. Yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, I'd have to do some study about it. Um, Ghana sounds interesting. Nigeria sounds interesting. I had friends who have been to Kenya. Ken Kenya sounds interesting. Yeah. Uh, I I have a friend who lives in Portland whose daughter lives in Mozambique. Okay. Um, I think Mozambique yeah, but, is like right next door to us anyway. So right. it's just like a hop skip in a way. Mm-hmm. Isn't, isn't Mozambique? Oh, no. Mozambique is also on the um, the southern, southeastern part of Africa. Yeah, yeah. So it's such a huge continent. I mean, there are so many places to go. Um, but yeah, someday maybe we'll be able to go. Right now, we're still kind of staying home. Yeah, being safe for our for COVID mm -hmm. and stuff. I mean, we do go visit family, but that's yeah. Just visiting family. I mean, it's it's in, it's in the same. Is it in the same state, or do you have to go like another state over to visit your family? My sister and my mom, my sister's family and my mom live in Renton, which is in the Seattle area. Okay. And I have another sister who lives in Florida with all of her family, her kids and grandkids and husband. And his, he has some siblings who also live there. And then my brother lives in the Denver area, which is in Colorado, which is, that's the Rocky Mountains go through Colorado. And then my husband's brother and parents live in Missouri. So to kind of see the whole family together is going to be one hell of an undertaking. Yeah. So we have gone recently to Missouri because uh, my husband's brother just turned 60 in the summer. Okay. And we, we went to his birthday. We surprised him for his birthday. And then uh, not too long ago, we went to Renton to be with my, um, my sister, my youngest. She's my youngest sister and her family and mom for Christmas. So, you know, we try to go periodically, but we're gonna be traveling kind of a lot this year. I mean, there isn't really much, much of the year left, so I don't know how much traveling you can get in. Yeah, well, actually from July to July, we're gonna do a lot of traveling, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so when you say so, this year, you mean like from this current July until the next July? Yeah, last July to July 2022. Okay. So, yeah. I think I am looking forward to what's coming in terms of uh, the sci-fi and nerd movies and series that are coming out in the next year or the next coming year. I know. Yeah. Because um, I think yeah. Shang-Chi is already out. Venom 2 is already out. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen those yet. Um the Eternals is still coming. That looks interesting. And yeah. um, Spider-Man No Way Home is coming. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of speculation of what's going to be in there. And there hasn't been a lot of uh, reveals inside the trailer. So we don't really know yeah. what to expect. People are really, they think that the previous two Spider-Man are going to show up. But um, 
I think Andrew Garfield keeps denying that he's actually in the movie and uh, Tobey Maguire is not really saying much of anything. So it's not a case of uh, Tom Holland like spoiling everything. So nobody really knows what's going to be in there. <laughs> the only things that we know for sure is that we're going to see the original Dr. Octopus. Um, we're going to see a Green Goblin. Uh, it's going to be sort of a cynicistic situation, but we don't know what's really going to happen in there because oh, yes. the trailers don't really show much of anything. So there's going to be a, sh- um, uh, what is his name? I think Shocker. I think I, I'm not sure if it's Shocker or something else. The guy that uses electricity in uh, Amazing Spider-Man. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Then um, I don't know if Ryan is going to make another appearance because Ryan is just one of those comical characters that doesn't really do much of anything. He's just there for Spider-Man to beat to beat the crap out of. So right, yeah. He's well, not really I, very intelligent in in the sense of like that. I don't know much about Spider-Man. Spider-Man's one of the ones I don't know very much about, really. So really? I'm surprised about that because he was one of the he was pretty much the first character that uh, Stanley wrote for the Marvel Universe. Yeah, I did watch the Tobey Maguire movies, Spider-Man yeah. movies, and yeah. then. Um, and I really enjoyed those. It wasn't that I didn't enjoy those, but um, and then I don't know. I didn't watch the ones with Andrew Garfield. I don't think I watched those at all. Yeah. So, but maybe it's because I was older, and he's a teenager, and he's going through teenage stuff, and it's like, oh, okay, I already been there, done that. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, he is, he is kind of going through teenage stuff, but he, he does have to. At least within the Spider-Man, um, the first Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire, and then the second Spider-Man with Andrew Garfield, he has to process the um, the fact that he's just lost his uncle, and his uncle was his father oh, yeah. figure, and he has to deal That's with how how real the world is out there, mm-hmm. and on top of that, he has to deal with these new powers he's been forced that have been forced mm-hmm. upon him. Whereas yeah. when you get to the current edition of Spider-Man, where they didn't go through that whole story, um, he so our current Spider-Man, the Tom Holland Spider-Man, hasn't lost his uncle like that. So I don't know if he does have an uncle like that to lose because by the time we meet him, there's no Uncle Ben. There's only Aunt May. Unless unless they he lost Uncle Ben before he got his powers. Um, maybe. Yeah, that might be a situation like that. But um, uh, then there's no whole thing of him like uh, learning the responsibility of his powers kind of thing. So right. we, we have seen him lose uh, Tony Stark, but that was a different kind of situation right. where it wasn't because of him that he lost Tony right. Stark. So right. a lot of speculation yeah. on to what's happening or what's going to happen in the next movie is that he's going to form a sort of mentorship or father figure bond with one of the previous editions of Spider-Man that are coming oh. to sort of help him. And yeah. then he's going to somehow lose that person and that person's loss is going to have a profound effect effect on him. Mm-hmm. So he's going to gain like a newfound responsibility well, does, for his powers. Does that go along with the comic books? I mean, I don't, I haven't read any of the comic books. So I, don't I mean, with the comic books, it it is it does follow the um the storyline, depending on which one you go to, because there is a comic book where he does have organic web shooters. That's where the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man comes in. And then there is another version of Spider-Man where he's got the mechanical web shooters, which is what we've come to know and love. So there's also sort of different iterations of Spider-Man. There's different um, characters. It's not only Peter Parker. You've got a Miles Morales. You've got someone who plays um, a Spider-Man in the future 
but that's a whole different person i think that's like a different century and he's mm-hmm. still spider-man but he's like a spider-man in the future kind of thing and he's got mm-hmm. new high-tech stuff and everything usually he's got an ai built into his suit that he talks to um and i don't know how they're going to sort of incorporate all of those different things because in, yeah. in the cartoons they did have a uh, multiverse thing that they brought all the spider-man together they're all tied together so when you look at something like dr strange where he does go into the multiverse and, and converse with all these different things um right. You've got Spider-Man that has his own ties to the multiverse because in any given universe or any given time, there apparently has to be a Spider-Man, like an anchor point, which is an interesting Like, I don't know why he's like that integral to the universe as a whole, but apparently there has to be a version of Spider-Man in every single universe. Even if it's a female, even if it's a different uh, race or gender or anything, there has to be a Spider-Man. And and it, that's not the case for any of the other characters, right? Not really. I mean, some of the other characters they've already like passed away or died or something. Mm-hmm. So there, there is like a, a like even if a Spider-Man dies in that universe, there will be somebody else that takes up the mantle. Ah, I see. So, oh, that is interesting. Which, which is that weird. Like when you get somebody like uh, Tony Stark, for instance, he's not so uh-huh. important to the universe that the universe won't really like. Uh, fix it so there's another person that takes up that mantle whereas right. when it comes to the spider-man mantle apparently there has to be someone it doesn't matter if it's uh even if it's not human there's actually a case where um there's one spider-man that is not human or a couple of them that are not human so oh. there's one that is actually a uh, spider pig i don't know if you saw spider-man into the spider-verse in the movie no. so that was basically the first introduction into the multiverse that we got for marvel in, in terms of a, even like a live action not live action a, a animated movie so mm-hmm. you first were first introduced to Miles, the character of miles morales there which we sort of saw hints of in the first tom holland spider-man um and uh-huh. there's uh, miles morales meets gwen stacy a, a different gwen stacy who's also mm-hmm. a spider-man in her universe mm-hmm. you've got spider pig who's a different spider-man <laughs> in his universe. but in his, in his universe everything is like really really cartoony um nothing really uh cooperates with physics so like you can pull out a mallet from your pocket and it still works kind of thing uh-huh. um uh-huh. then you've got a noir spider-man so everything is black in oh. his universe black and white uh-huh and he's he was played by nicholas cage so you can imagine how that turned out oh wow. <laughs> yeah <laughs> like him being like very serious and everything um, oh and you've got a japanese spider-man a spider girl who i can't remember who played her but her whole thing is that she comes from a future and she wasn't exactly bitten by a spider. She has the spider as a pet and she puts that spider oh. into a mech, out mech suit. So similar to sort of like Iron Man, but the spider uh-huh. is inside the, the, the suit uh-huh. Uh-huh. and she can sort of control the suits uh, telepathically by having communication with the spider and the spider oh. the things inside the suit which is kind of interesting oh, wow. but she yeah. can, she looks like um when you think japan all these like lights and everything and very cutesy and, and playful yeah. that's the idea that that they did that they went with her so yeah. you've got all these different spider-man coming together to sort of face this single threat which was a threat to the uh, spider-verse which in essence translates to a threat to the multiverse right 
Well, we did watch this documentary. We haven't seen all of them. Uh, it's called 616. And I think there was an episode about a Japanese Spider-Man. Which one? It wasn't. Because when you the, when you think Japanese and Spider-Man, it was about, there, it there was, was an about, old, like, the, I think one of the first Spider-Man movies that were ever made that was made in Japan. It was a, well, this one was a television show. Okay. And I think it was Spider-Man, but I might be wrong. It might have been a different one did, of them. Did, did he have a car or something? Because I think the one that I remember seeing, it was like a really, like, I think this was 1960s, 1970s when they yeah. tried to make this movie. And it looked so bad. But I mean, sure, it was it was a product of the times, I guess. Yeah. So it was, it was the, something like that. Yeah. It's been a while since we saw that, so now I don't remember. But yes, it was something like that. It was, it was like the 1960s cheesy science fiction kind of, you yeah. know. I think up, up until um, the Blade movie came out, anything superhero movie like wasn't really taken that seriously. Even when you look at the yeah. Superman movies, the Batman movies, yeah. nothing was taken seriously until the Blade movies dropped. Right. Then right. after yeah. after Blade, after the Matrix, that's when superhero movies started right. to take on a different. Um, yeah and i feel i i really liked the blade blade movies and i didn't realize they were mcu until we watched some documentary about the mcu yeah (laughs) about the comic books and then they you know they were talking about blade and i went oh i didn't know blade was one of the (laughs) yeah blade Blade was a marvel (laughs) create not really a marvel creation but blade is a Uh character Uh and that movie Uh was probably what saved marvel as a company because they had made some other movies beforehand and they didn't really come to fruition and then when they made a blade that was their first take on on like a very serious um look at superhero movies and then they had to sort of change gears and start planning for the future i think that's probably from blade they probably started to think about what they're going to do with um the marvel mcu in in essence but they didn't have kevin feige at the time right and and the all the x-men movies uh yeah i are they going to incorporate the x-men into the so uh disney purchased fox and fox owns the the mutants which also incorporates the x-men so the yes they are going to start bringing those characters into the but they had to sort of um do it in a different way because they've already established mm. the universe as it is and the current universe as it is didn't have mutants um oh yeah that's but true. because of what happened with the events of loki and the introduction of the multiverse that's a possible avenue for introducing the mutants because the multiverse is massive you don't know what's yes. in there you right. can have mutants showing up anywhere so right yeah when you when you looked at um I don't want to talk about Marvel's What If because that's a whole different ballgame. Right. Um, but yeah, they're going to start introducing characters that they never had access to before because of what Disney's been able to do with the funds that they have. So oh, good. Disney purchased Fox. I think was it was Fox or was it Warner Brothers? I think it was Fox. Warner Brothers. I can't remember. But I they, 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 purchased, they purchased the, 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 um, the producing house that owns uh, the X-Men. Right. So they're able to bring those characters in. And I think they purchased the producing house that also owns the Fantastic Four. So mm, they're also yes. able to bring those characters back in to the yes. MCU, which is what okay. they really want. The only thing yeah. that they can't do currently is because of what Sony has been doing. They can't really purchase uh, Spider-Man because Sony's still making a lot of money from Spider-Man. 
So I don't know what's going to happen in the future with that because uh, Sony seems to be slowly pulling away from the MCU, trying to make their own thing. But Uh I think the one thing that they don't understand is that those characters don't exist in a vacuum. They eventually have to interact with the MCU at some point because they they were made for the MCU. You can't just like pull them away and do some some other stuff because when you look yeah. at um, when you look at what happened with the previous two versions of Spider Man and anything else yeah. Spider Man related, you can do so much with it. They've got some some good villains for that universe, mm-hmm. but um, when you look at it on, on the grand grander scheme of things, especially when you look at what happened in the comics, in the comics those characters are interacting with all different other heroes, all other villains right. at any given time. Like you've got exactly. an Iron Man villain fighting against Spider Man at any given time, or Fantastic Four fighting against uh, things in Spider Man at any given time. So when you try to pull it away from the overall story it's like taking spark out of uh, star trek it doesn't really work for a long time because you can only do so much before you need to reintroduce him back into those other characters right exactly right so it's kind of a question of what's going to happen in the future is there going to be a permanent partnership because i think there was a a scare a few like last year or something where everybody thought that um tom holland spider-man was not going to come back to the mcu because of the talks that were being had by sony and marvel i remember that i'm not sure what's going to happen in the future hopefully they eventually either sell or come up with some sort of permanent solution of like having a spider-man a spider-man showing up in in mcu every now and then and then at least having um sony making some sort of profit from that because they mm-hmm. they still mm-hmm. own all the rights to, yeah. to spider-man right but it's not really the same i think if, if if marvel was able to get their hands fully on spider-man we'll see him on a lot more stuff yes oh that would be great and especially i think i saw a trailer for a spider gwen movie live action which oh. was i didn't even know this was a thing and i saw this trailer and at first i thought it was a fan made thing and then okay. eventually i started seeing that character the female character showing up with toby uh, with, with tom holland in the same like same scenes i'm like mm-hmm. wait this is this is actually real this is happening yeah so we're gonna see a, a spider grain live action movie uh, I, I think probably yeah. in the next two years or something no next year because the trailer just dropped now so or like a couple months ago so this should be like 2022 somewhere around there oh my goodness there are just so many so many things to see i can't keep up with all of them (laughs) i think this is like the the era to be a marvel uh, marvel fan yes really well and i hope that they bring up uh ms marvel uh, yeah ms marvel is coming Uh, ms marvel is coming she's got her own tv series coming actually um, she's already been introduced in uh, the Marvel Avengers uh, video game. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. I don't play so, video games. So. so she's there. <laughs> she's there as an Avenger, and she has to interact with um, people like Iron Man, uh, uh-huh. Captain America, Hawkeye, and you see this young girl sort of like fangirling out at all these big heroes that she's grown <laughs> up like loving, and. <laughs> It's, it's, a, it's a massive thing and when you when you look at like you 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 start off playing as her and you uh-huh. you see her like what she has to go through because in that universe uh aim has taken over 
and oh yeah. and she's an inhu- in inhuman so oh. they they've started like classifying and trapping all these inhumans and oh, she has yeah. to sort of keep safe and stay away and sort of protect her family as well like keeping them away because this whole thing of the inhumans showing up was mm-hmm. an experiment done by i can't remember who did this experiment but um there was a terrigen crystal that released out in the atmosphere which turned the planet's populace anybody that wasn't that was predisposed yep. to turning into an inhuman inhuman mm-hmm. or was then turned into an inhuman all at once yeah so you can imagine that's, how much panic that caused yeah that's an agents of shield yeah yeah so uh, yeah. but it was also sort of um i don't know if you saw marvel's inhumans the television series I have not watched that one yet. We haven't watched yeah, that. that one was also cancelled after one one season, which I was kind of disappointed at. But I can oh, I can yeah. I can get I can guess why it was kind of cancelled. But it, mm-hmm. for the production value, I think it could have done well if pe- more people um, really watched it and 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 took mm-hmm. out of it. Um, but yeah, this basically put an, an inhuman society away from Earth on the moon on a, on, a, on a side of the moon that um, people on Earth couldn't see it. Oh. And they were living up there, and they had their own society. They have their own monarchy and everything. And um, they sometimes come down to earth when they can detect the presence of another human that has just been born, kind of thing. Mm, I see. Oh, that sounds interesting. Opticals, watch that. Yeah. I don't know where you'd be able to find it now, though. Maybe it's still on Disney Plus. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think it is. I think it is. Because yeah, I haven't because heard anybody talking about it in a very long time. Yeah, Disney Plus, I think, is where actually where we saw some of the other documentaries about the MCU and about um, the Six One Six. I think it. Yeah. Do, it's a documentary series. Um, it's mostly about the artists and the people who create the the characters and who draw them, and uh, but that one's really interesting too. Um, and I think that was on Disney Plus. Come to think of it, yeah. Um, there, you know, they have that Marvel whole Marvel section, and there's a whole lot of stuff you can watch. Yeah, there. I think Marvel. Prob- I mean, there's Marvel that has its own like um, huge inventory of stuff that is continually growing every every year. Then um, Star Wars is planning on doing a sort of catch up because they're not going to be making movies for the foreseeable future. They're going to be making all television series. And they've already started with The Mandalorian. Um, I like that. I liked that. And they're going to make a Kenobi series, an Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Mm. Oh, that'll be fun. And they're going to introduce, oh, they're going to have Kenobi and um, Darth Vader in there as well. But this Mm. is uh, Kenobi, I think, in between the second last of the last movie so between revenge of the sith and i think a new hope somewhere there then um what else is there they're planning an ahsoka series i think and oh that would be fun yeah i liked her yeah she's she's very fun i really Um, liked her but when i looked at how she started off in the clone wars and i'm like how did she go from that little kid that was always right. at um, Anakin's side to the badass that we saw in um, The Mandalorian because she was mm-hmm. really badass there. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there's also something else that's coming. I can't remember what it was called. They call, they call it the Apprentice. Was it the Apprentice? No, the Padawan. And I don't know oh. who they're going to be focusing on there. Oh, yeah. And that's... these are all like television series that they're planning on releasing mm-hmm. in the next few years. 
Oh, cool. Wow. So I can't really wait to see what's going to happen there. There's um, just too much to watch. <laughs> <laughs> and this is all on like Disney Plus. So I think Disney's really making a killing with what they're planning. I don't know uh-huh. what other major takeovers they're planning to acquire someone or whatever. Imagine if they, they take over the Matrix. I don't know. Oh yeah, I'm. I, we want to see the the latest Matrix too because we have all the Matrix movies and watched all those. Yeah, yeah. I've actually a, I've been waiting for something like Matrix related, but I didn't know that they were gonna make something until this year. And yeah, well, it comes it, out later this year. I don't know if it Is comes that... this year. I think it's probably coming next year because there's still oh, maybe. trailer trainer trailer versions right now. Oh yeah, okay, maybe. Yeah. So it's probably still gonna come next year, but it's gonna be like it's Keanu Reeves at his current age. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. apparently they've recast uh, Morpheus because yeah, they Morpheus did recast. Like a, it's a younger version of Morpheus, which is yeah. weird. Like, how do you yeah. have a younger version of Morpheus but Neo is still the same age? Cor- because Lawrence Fishburne is still alive. Yeah, he's still alive, but it, I think he's a lot older than he was before. It's not like he's the same age as Keanu Reeves. Right. Yeah, that's so, true. So I don't know if he can still pull off a lot of the same stunts as he used to be able to. Or, or maybe I haven't read any news about that, but maybe he decided he didn't want to do it. Could be uh, that possible. I don't know yeah. why you wouldn't want to. Like, for instance, if you looked at um, uh, the Bad Boys, Bad Boys movies and then they made bad boys forever pretty much everybody that we knew from the previous movies came back so i don't know what, why they wouldn't do that for this one i don't know uh, it's hard to say if he because knowing a, what i do about the entertainment in, industry he might have been contracted to do some other thing and he couldn't he couldn't do both yeah sometimes that happens yeah. scheduling conflicts or something yeah. Um, oh my gosh, I watch a lot of uh, British uh, period pieces, and there sometimes there's just this outcry about this character is not coming back, and I'm like, well, you know, he's an actor; he's got to go off. And, you know? <laughs> he's got to go do other stuff to make money. <laughs> right. Oh no. So that yeah, like, like which character was that? I think there was a thing of. Um, with Doctor Who, they always change uh, whoever oh, right, made yeah. the Doctor Who character. And then there was a big outcry when the Doctor Who became female. Oh, I know. I but know. I, have, I actually haven't seen that se- that season. But now people are actually quiet because I think they're actually enjoying it. Because she's right. probably bringing a lot of justice to the character. Bringing justice to the, the mantle yeah. of the Doctor. Yeah. Because in essence, it's still the same Doctor. But the Doctor, whenever... Right. He- uh, goes through his uh, cycle of rebirth he has to change right. his entire look he has to change his personality right. just to uh, change with the times i guess well and that's how it, it if you believe in reincarnation we don't come back as the same sex or the same you know or even the same species the same, same species or in the same country that we lived previous life you know or on I mean, the same planet i mean what, who uh, knows maybe uh, like get reincarnated on a different planet entirely exactly. in a different universe yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There was this one uh, little clip that I saw where um, this person is going through life and asking different questions. And then all the questions and answers are basically all the different people on the planet are you. All the different people in different times are you. So you've, you've been through all the different things and you've experienced them. The only reason you don't remember is because 
it will be too much information for you to carry into a new body. So every time you die, you remember all those previous lives and then you get reincarnated and then you forget all those lives again. Well, think how confusing it would be if you remembered them all. But there are some people that do say that they they remember things from, for instance, the Egyptian age or uh, the Aztecs age, which is kind of like, okay, where what kind of memory accessing there because that wasn't really programmed into your brain that was more let's say your soul i think that's more like uh, a spiritual connection because it wouldn't right. it wouldn't be a memory coming from your brain it would be a memory coming from somewhere else right exactly but you know they probably don't remember every single lifetime yeah i don't think they remember everything they just remember different like aspects right. here and there it might have shown up to them in a dream for instance so sure. it, it might be a case of them being more spiritually attuned because you do get mediums out there that are able to communicate with the dead. So maybe the mm-hmm. dead are showing them different aspects of what they used to be in a previous life. Right. Yeah. And we all have different talents or different, like, uh, I believe that we kind of decide what we want this lifetime to be before we come here. Yeah. Um, Carolyn Mace calls it your your sacred contract i think is what she calls it and um it's you know so i might have decided i didn't want to remember or somebody else decided they did want to remember past yeah. lifetimes yeah or they might other the people that don't want to remember are probably people that are, that have said that if when they do remember and they try to tell people that they do remember different things from a past life it doesn't go over so well Right. I think it yeah. might be a case of um, maybe somebody went through the Salem wish trials and they didn't want to remember what happened back then because that was a really tough time in their lives. Oh, I wouldn't want to remember if I was there. <laughs> I don't think I don't want to remember either. That it just sounds horrible and a, a really cruel time in human history. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, there are lots of them. Yeah, there are. I mean, in Europe, in Europe they, they killed thousands of women over over about a hundred year period you know thousands and thousands of women well some men too but then there's the inquisition and there's all of the colonization around the the world and then there's also the holocaust and all the slavery and everything so there's i mean any given period there's always something happening i mean the most recent thing that i can think of is the syrian war or the libya what's Mm. happening in libya syria then, I know, but there's always something like every 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 period that you look at, there's always something happening. And I'm just wondering, are we ever going to get to a period where there's nothing like that happening, where there's no conflict or no mass um, murder on I that know. level? Or wouldn't it be nice if we got to evolve to that? <laughs> I feel <laughs> like I feel like humans are still fun or like find something to do. Like they want some bad news to kind of keep like in the background of their minds. Mm-hmm. because whenever yes. people look for news it's always the bad news that shows up first mm-hmm. it is because that sells yeah for some reason yeah well i read a book years ago called seed of the soul by gary zukoff and one of the things that he talks about in there is that for some reason humans decided that they needed to learn through crisis so all of the bad things that happen are like all these crises that are forced that force us to learn something. Yeah. And uh, and and actually, 
we humans haven't really been on this planet very long and when you think of how long the earth has existed so we're still kind of young we're still yeah we're, we're still very young i mean young before, for the longest time there was what dinosaurs and before dinosaurs there was the single cell um, organisms that were living on the planet that didn't really do yeah. much so the, we haven't really been here that long i think what our history goes back maybe 500,000 years or yeah i i can't remember but i love the the way that in cosmos um the latest one that uh, neil degrasse tyson did uh you know he had a calendar and he's talking about earth's history in terms of the calendar and we're like the last few maybe even seconds of december 31st humans have been here the last few seconds of december 31st and when you think about and we that think way, we're so like, important on, on the yeah. grand scheme of things because we're the only ones that were intelligent but who knows if we're the only things that were intelligent on the planet because a lot of things that were on the planet before our existence have probably been destroyed by either a meteor that came from um, outside the planet or the earthquakes or any natural any number of natural disasters that right. could have come along so anything that probably existed before us we wouldn't know it was still there right well and we saw this documentary about uh whales whale uh is specifically um humpback whales and the songs that they sing to each other and there are these two women scientists who are trying to decipher and understand what the whale songs mean like they're trying to learn the whale song language and i wish i could remember the name of that documentary it's really fantastic and you know whales have been on this planet for a lot longer than humans have and we don't think of them as being intelligent oh they're just animals but really they're you know animals like that are probably and elephants too are really intelligent uh and and now scientists are starting to say oh i guess we're not the only intelligent species on the planet <laughs> we're just the only ones that think we're intelligent because we speak in a different way yeah because want, but how long how long do you um humpback whales live though like how, what's the lifespan oh i don't know i don't know i'll have to look that up it doesn't talk about how long they live it was just talking about because they were recording the humpback songs and they had they had gotten as far as identifying a certain it, what they think might be a hello kind of sound yeah. in the song um hi we're here you know that, uh, that's all the farther they've gotten so far yeah. um in deciphering the humpback songs but i also have seen things about elephants where they mourn their dead okay so that's intelligent but i think also um dogs will also do that where mm -hmm. they can tell okay mm -hmm. They, they also mourn when um, their their owner or somebody that used to look after them passes away. So they can actually tell, okay, this person is going to pass away soon. They start to um, wow. sort of point out at certain things, but in, in their own way. Right. I remember when I was a kid when um, my first, like my favorite ever dog that passed away, uh, uh -huh. the, the day before she did, I could tell that something was really wrong. And this was when I was like uh, 10, 11 years old. 
Mm-hmm. I could tell something was really wrong, and I just sat there for like, I, th- I sat with her for an hour. She was just lying down there. I sat with her for an hour, and just like, I had this like inner monologue with with her in in my head, just mm-hmm. like thanking her for all the memories that she gave me as a kid, just like being there for every, every step of the way, and apologizing to her because she had a really tough um, way to come because she always had a fight with one of our other dogs who was a, a cross between uh, a Doberman and Rottweiler. Mm-hmm. So you can imagine, I, I mean, she, she was a cross between a German Shepherd and something else, but mm-hmm. she always got into fights with this dog. Oh. Like, and, and I think it was more of a case of maybe the younger dog see, saw her as bullying her when she was coming up. So when she got old enough and big enough, she started attacking the older one again. Uh-huh. So it was more like a revenge cycle, but it kept going, kept going oh, to the sad. point where we had to separate them like permanently. Mm-hmm. They couldn't be in the same area because mm-hmm. there would always be a fight. So it was oh. more like a, a, um, a, let's say, beta female, but they they pretty much became the alphas, which is mm-hmm. weird because we did have a male dog, but he was small. He was a mm-hmm. Jack Russell, so they didn't take him as, as an alpha. So the oh. females, one of the females had to be the alphas uh-huh oh wow yeah yes i don't think we appreciate animals as much as we should yeah i mean a lot of them can be very intelligent it's just that we're not listening i think we're not right. prepared to listen oh right right exactly we're not yeah exactly we live in the country so we have lots of animals going through our yard deer and javelinas and sometimes even big cat well medium-sized cats i guess um do you have like cats. a bobcats you have lynx or mountain lions passing through mm-hmm. uh i have never seen a mountain lion but yes in our area people have seen mountain lions i'd be terrified to be around where mountain lions are yeah um well they don't come down from the mountains very often unless they need unless there's no water up there or something and they need water and they come down um but um but you technically yeah, we live in the mountains right uh yeah technically we have a, we're sort of like in a valley between a little mountain range on the east side and one on the west side and then there are some in mexico that we can see from our the back of our house yeah and uh i mean it's like little valleys between the little there they have names the mountain ranges but they're all really part of the the whole rocky mountain um chain of mountains yeah so um yeah so we have a lot of mountains that we can see and there's another one north we can't see it from our house but when we travel up to tucson we go by it yeah so so do um, you feel the difference whenever you have to go like from a different state up to your house like do you feel the difference in air pressure when you go up to your house mm -hmm. like if we go to see to the seattle area that's almost at sea sea level yeah and uh and we're almost a mile high so and we want to move to new mexico to even a higher elevation than here so you really like the high elevation for some reason yeah well i mean we just like the southwest uh we grew barry and i lived in portland oregon for 15 years uh first 
well, we lived the first year in where we were going to college in the Midwest. Uh, but for 15 years, we lived in Portland. But when we went back there a couple of years ago, when he went to an artist uh, conference, I noticed that my it felt like I had like cotton in my knees when I was walking. It was a weird sensation, um, and it probably had something to do with the elevation. Because Portland, Portland is close to sea level too. Yeah, but I know that um, elevation or the changes in elevation does affect the human body in different ways. So mm-hmm. you do get athletes that will train at high elevation if they're going to go compete at low elevation. So they'll go to like the mountain ranges or something, and then train up there. Mm-hmm just so when they come down and do compete at the low elevation they're able to take in more oxygen because the body's gotten used to very little oxygen at the high levels mm-hmm. which gives them a better performance boost i think but i'm not sure how that um, translates when for instance you're just like traveling from here to there and walking around you know i don't really notice it so much when we go to missouri i yeah. don't notice a difference really uh, and it because it's quite a bit lower elevation than here but yeah when we go to the northwest i kind of notice it yeah i kind of notice that that my body feels a little different and one of the things was i was so tired for the first couple of days and then once i got used to you know the atmosphere i was fine but was that the change from high to low or low to high mm-hmm. high to low high to I low i was just so tired yeah and yeah, uh, I guess I never noticed really the the elevation uh, the or the oxygen thing, but my father had heart disease. And so he lived on the western side of Arizona, which is five hours from us. And it's lower there because yeah, yeah. it's near the California border. And when he would come visit us, he had difficulty breathing because of the elevation. Yeah. So, Yeah. So it was a thing that you did actually notice that it just wasn't so prominent back then. Mm-hmm. Or you, you didn't feel it yourself. You just saw it in your, in your dad. Uh, in my dad. Yeah. My, I mean, my mom didn't really have that problem, but my dad did. Maybe certain people have a better adjustment period when it comes to elevation levels. Mm-hmm. Could be. I don't know. Probably. So um, do you want to let people know where they can find you? What kind of places they can find your stuff at? Sure. I have a website, Sage Woman Chronicles at sagewoman.life. And you can access my books. I have a children's book and a novel. The children's book is Scottosaurus, the Little Dinosaur. And the novel is The Space Between Time. And there's a description on the bottom of all of my blog posts about the novel and where you can get it. And then I also have the, the tab from my podcast, which is um, Story Power, on my website. So you have the, those various tabs where you can. And my podcast is also on Apple, Google, and Spotify. I may expand it to some other um, platforms. It is only It only airs every other week. Because okay. I do all the work myself. I, I record, <laughs> yeah. I edit, I do the show notes and I'm teaching too. So, uh, yeah, so it's, it's a lot of work so the to next, do. Yeah, the next one it airs on October 13th. So, and I met 
you and several of the two or three of the people that I've had so far um, in the last couple of weeks or few weeks on Podmatch, And I have like five more people <laughs> that I'm connected with five or six more people that I'm connected with from Podmatch. So all the episodes that before that um, were friends of mine, colleagues from the college students. And it started in um, July of 2020. So I have about 30, five or so episodes. I'm getting close to 35. Maybe it's 33 uh, on the 13th is the 33rd episode, I think. So your your podcast airs every two weeks, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. So some, some uh, months you'd have two episodes, some you'd have three, maybe three Mm -hmm. September. I had three, I think. Okay. That's not bad. And then um, just a reminder to send me all your links so I can add it into the pod, uh, podcast description. I will. And yes. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak to me today. Oh, it was really fun, Ben. Thank all you. Right. Take care of yourself and I hope you enjoy the rest of your weekend. Okay. Thank you. I will. You too. All right. Bye. Bye. So for those of you still hanging around, thank you and appreciate your time. If you really enjoyed the podcast, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a like or leave a review. Let me know how I'm doing. Let me know what I can do better. Or you could tell me what you want me to cover. Something you want me to talk about. Other than that, share it with your friends. Take care of yourself and may the force be with you.